0: Mine's queued up, but I don't have the thing where I can just like, like start it over at zero. I either press play or I don't press play, so I'll okay. just wait for you to, play. yeah. All
1: right, that won't be a problem.
0: Okie dokie. Okay. Letter.
1: All right. Uh, let, me, let me hit record here. All right. Cool. Uh, hello. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I always get flustered at the beginning of these. <laughs> uh, Glad I'm nothing. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, my name's Joe, this month's host of The Commentarians.
0: Yeah. And I'm Susan Parker. Um, I'm joining Joe with full joy. I love this movie.
1: <laughs> and we're here to talk over your movies. Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome to The Commentarians. this uh, so Prairie Home Companion.
0: Husband Bulge is now a part of my permanent vocabulary. <laughs> I saw a squirrel. I am going to point out real quick, this is, to me is like the
2: most disturbing scene in the entire movie. stop listening right now and go watch
1: Firefly. Hey, it's, this is my podcast. I'm sorry. Sorry, Joe.
0: <laughs> we are saying that not only have we been wounded, we survived, and there's a God who heals of these wounds.
1: Jesus isn't about the isms. Uh, he's about his kingdom. Because it is kind of like this idea that Jesus died for all of our sins, except when you had sex. Jesus doesn't cover that. Uh, Welcome, everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining. Welcome to the commentarians. Thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, This month, we have Susan Parker, a friend of the show, a friend of the other coasts, uh, Nathan and Emily. How you doing, Susan?
0: I'm doing great, Joe. How about yourself?
1: I can't complain. Doing all I'll... right. <laughs> so what don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh...
0: Well, I'm uh, a retired psychotherapist. Nice. And worked with everybody from children to prison inmates. And uh, now, I uh, since retiring, I have discovered a new love of working on... Uh, greeting cards. So I do stamping and coloring of handcrafted greeting cards and that's keeping me off the streets largely.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh <laughs> this month we're doing uh Jesus Christ Superstar. It is uh, absolutely one of my uh, probably my favorite musical of all time. Uh you seem to like it very much it seems. Uh what did you tell us a little bit about your love for this movie?
0: I really do love it. Um I love to see um, anything that reflects the truth of the Bible, the truth of Jesus. Mm. And when um, when I asked a friend, um, she wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas one year, and I told her this was one of the movies that I wanted, so she got it for me. And in looking at the uh, director's cut and um, the where they talk over your movie, basically. Sure. <laughs> I I uh, discovered that there were so many quote-unquote um, coincidences that happened to make the movie all that much more perfect. Huh. And none of the coincidences are what I truly believe were coincidences. I think what the actors and the director witnessed was God cooperating with them making this movie because they were making it truthfully.
1: Yeah, uh, that's the interesting thing because a lot of people, you know, a lot of Christians actually don't like this movie uh, mm-hmm. because it's not uh, the way they picture Jesus. It's not the way, you know, it's not exactly how they were taught the Bible. But I think it's it has a lot more accuracy than what a lot of people are taught. Or what, uh, you know, the basic information about the Bible. like And so we can get into that when we start talking. But, yeah, I I, I very much love this movie. uh, You know, because just as a story, it's probably my favorite version of Jesus in uh, pop culture. Uh, Mm There have been a lot of depictions of Jesus, and this one's probably one of my favorite from the uh, mainstream. So uh, we should actually get started on it, and we can talk more about that while we're watching. Uh, Cool okay and so we should get started uh, as soon as like as always we're gonna be at all zeros uh, as soon as I'm gonna count three two, one then press play that's when you hit play uh, if you're watching the movie with us if you're not that's perfectly okay. We're gonna have this broad as always we're gonna have this broad discussion about the topics about different ideas and uh, just trying to, uh, really discuss this movie uh, in a way that everyone can listen to and not uh, specifically those who are watching. But either way, you're all welcome. Uh, so we should get started here uh, as soon as I f- finish the countdown. Uh, are you ready? Three, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. Okay, what do you got on your screen?
0: Of um, stars, stars and the universal globe ah. and it's, it's a universal picture.
1: Okay, cool. That's where I'm at. Believe. Yep. All right. So yeah, you're seeing the universal logo now.
0: No, I'm seeing the mountains.
1: Ah, the mountains, right.
0: It's panning around the mountains.
1: Right. Hold on. Yep. Okay, so, yeah, I think we're caught up here. Uh So this is a really fascinating version of this because it's uh normally a stage show. Uh and here, it's almost like they're filming a performance themselves. Yes. Uh they have all these actors running up building the set for this play that they're going to be doing and then they kind of start mm-hmm. acting it out.
0: Yeah. It's a a really unique beginning. I I don't know how in the world they thought of doing it that way, but it's perfect.
1: Yeah, it actually really really works because it, we're like if you're not watching, we're panning through uh, ancient ruins, uh, just uh, giving you the context of uh, where this uh, story actually took place, and then all these. Uh, I guess it was done in the in the seventies. This movie.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, around seventy-two, I think, or three, somewhere. And so, in a second, we're going to see a bunch of hippies (laughs) showing up, just driving up with a bunch of, uh, you know, stage equipment, and just start building this set uh, before Mm -hmm. they actually start uh, start the show. There's no audience. There's no. It's just there in the distance. You see a big truck coming up. And uh yeah, a really unique cuz again, most other musicals you just see the story. Yeah. And here they're just
0: like setting up a a play. This bus was actually Ted uh Ted Neely's tour bus. Really? Yeah, he was a, he was a rock star at the time. Right. And and uh this was his tour bus that oh. they borrowed.
1: Yeah, uh, Ted Neely, I if not the best one of the best uh performers of this musical his voice Mm -hmm. is just incredible so uh yeah the soundtrack to this is amazing uh here we Mm -hmm. have a but like like we said before a bunch of hippies getting off the bus dressed in modern clothes and they're just taking all this uh all the set stuff off the bus and setting up there we see uh the future uh uh what's his name (laughs) uh yeah what was that uh, now nah, uh,
0: oh, Barry, Den- Barry Denon
1: yeah <laughs> and here we yeah, all these uh costume designers uh you know the dressing the actors people goofing around it's
0: really interesting yeah, it is and we're coming up on a scene that I I always wanted to make a, a greeting card having to do with the second coming mm-hmm. we're um, we're going to come up on that scene in a minute, as soon as they show Ted Neely,
1: okay.
3: I
0: wanted the, uh, I'll, I'll tell you the, uh, caption I wanted to put when, when they, when they do it.
1: <laughs> that sounds great.
0: It, it, it comes from the mind of a demented woman. You have to understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was so hot. Uh, where they were filming, that whenever they had to, had any dancing to film, they had to film it in like like thirty second or one minute segments, oh, and wow. then start up, yeah, because it was absolutely too hot. They got a guy; there was an Israeli that was uh, coming through with water. They kept him busy.
1: Oh well, yeah, I can imagine. Hmm yeah but uh this is because uh, these are all act- oh man, these are all classic perform like you know you just remember these characters so much, but then you see like King Herod, he's just a regular guy just standing around yeah. like you know uh waiting for the show to start uh but then he mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs in the whole in the entire production uh we'll talk about that more when we get to it. here we have a bunch of you know, like I said hippies doing hippie stuff hey,
0: here's, the, here's here's the scene. My card was going to say, he's back.
1: (laughs) 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 They're basically putting the robe (laughs) on the actor, on Ted Neely, as he's, (laughs) and he stands up and, and here it is. The, uh, looks like the, uh, show is about to start. Yeah. This intro song, the the guitar riff, it's so good. It is so incredible. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you saw the NBC version of this when NBC did it uh, with Uh, a guy, what's his name? John Legend played Jesus and a bunch of Broadway actors.
0: I saw saw part of it. I didn't get to see the whole thing.
1: Yeah. It it had its good parts and its bad parts, Mm
0: -hmm. but Mm -hmm. the
1: introduction was unbelievable. Just the guitar and the people running around lighting torches. It's just beautiful. And yeah. this this opening song, this opening riff, is just so good. And here we see the, definitely uh, the title sequence, Jesus Christ Superstar, and then uh, the show starts.
0: They did not plan for those um, scaffolding that scaffolding to be there. That just quote unquote happened to be there. Oh, and was the and was the perfect thing. Yeah, because they use it pretty well. Yeah. And when the planes go over, they had a deal going with the Israeli army that, that they would run their planes at a certain time and, and they could catch it. But sometimes, you know, it, it just kind of happened that the plane would go overhead at, a, at a, the perfect time with mm. the movie. Yeah. That happens with Judas.
1: <laughs> and here we have, I mean, th- this is basically the main character or one of the two main characters, Judas. Uh, singing about his disappointment and what Jesus is doing. He Mm -hmm. thought he knew what Jesus was about. And then Jesus is just not playing along, not doing what he said he was going to do, what Judas assumed Jesus was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. His uh, just going. And I think that's kind of part of the point of this, of this
3: movie. the
0: The whole thing is told through the point of view of Jesus. Hmm. Yeah, and that's
1: the kind of the beautiful thing. Is, I mean, I mean, Judas. Did I uh, say uh, Jesus? Yeah, you said Jesus. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. It, it's through Judas's point of view, totally.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what's kind and of incredible is that all these people. It's basically like that's why I like this mo- this version of Jesus so much, is because uh-huh. it's Jesus realizing nobody understands what his message is. He's yes. trying to tell it as clearly as possible and nobody's mm-hmm. getting it.
0: Yeah. I think Ted Neely does such a wonderful job of portraying that exasperation.
1: Yeah. Absolutely he does. You know,
0: when's the last time you saw an exasperated, disgusted, <laughs> thoroughly worn out Jesus?
1: Uh, just when I read the Bible is when I see it. I mean, yes, other exactly. times, yeah, exactly. other times he's totally yeah. confident and on top of it, and he knows exactly what's going on. And so, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, and in the Bible, he does get frustrated with the apostles. He does get frustrated with the people that they're just mm-hmm. not getting him. And here we have this great song uh, by Judas. Mm -hmm. Uh, about how, when we started, this was, this was a good thing and now you've totally changed and I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this, with this Mm -hmm. version of you. You know, you're going to get us all killed. You're going to get people riled up. It's not, it's not safe. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And he, I mean, I don't know. He seems to have a point, uh, considering that, you know, what happened if you, you know, if you don't know what uh, the point of Jesus is actually is about.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're expecting, if you're Judas and you're expecting Jesus to be a military hero or mm. a political hero, he's doing all the wrong things, making yeah. all the wrong moves. Yeah.
1: Again. what? Yeah. We, Cause he, and he actually, that's what's so great about this movie that that's actually brought up particularly when, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Simon uh, doing Simon's song. That's yeah. exactly what. So we'll talk more about that when we get there. But again, it's not just yeah. uh, Jesus's exasper- aspiration; it's everyone else's. Like, why aren't you the Jesus that I want? Why aren't you the yeah. Jesus that I expected?
0: Well, and it kind of gives you a brand new sympathy for Judas. I mean, the the you know traditional flannel board explanation of Jesus Judas was that, yes, he was one of the 12, but he turned out bad.
1: Yeah. The, yeah, you, you look know. at much more than that. Yeah.
0: No. And this gives you a Judas who truly loved Jesus mm-hmm. with all his heart and was so disillusioned by what he thought Jesus was going to do and what Jesus ended up doing Right. that it, it just went, went totally sideways after that. But mm. it's not like Judas... Was just
1: a bad apple. Yeah, it's a really good point. And yeah, you know, he's a, he's again, yeah. Most people, pay, like you said, paint him like just by this one stroke, just this one, you know, point of view. But he was one of the twelve for a reason. Yes, you know, he was devoted. Yeah. He loved Jesus. He was, you know, he was a a devoted follower. He's a devoted Jew. He was everything Mm -hmm. that you'd want in an apostle and he just turned out, you know, to do something terrible to his friend. Which, Mm -hmm. he wasn't the only one. And I guess the point of what is, is that Jesus forgives all of them.
0: Yes. It's sort of a good reminder that people are people cannot be scribed or valued based on the one rotten thing they did. Yeah. <laughs> you know, otherwise, you know, it's like, well, Susan's a jerk. Forget that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: right. And, oh, and this, uh, the new song, uh, Jesus is, you know, he's trying to talk to his apostles. They are, they're all arguing with him, trying to figure out, you know, trying to li- listen and, you know, mm-hmm. his, uh, his friend, uh, Mary Magdalene is trying to get him to relax. Yeah. yeah. Just con- like you need, you n- like, yeah. And how, I mean, how is that not something that we can all relate to? Sometimes we just oh, yeah. get so overwhelmed with work and we just mm-hmm. can't stop. And she's just saying, just slow down. Everything's okay. You know, the world can live without you for just one day. Just take a nap.
0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes all it takes is that one person to say to us, you know, you cannot control all this, mm. you know.
1: Yeah, and that, that which is, yeah, that's a really good point, because he's Jesus. He's the savior, savior of the world, and he can't control everyone. Everyone yeah. has to make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, and again, Mary Magdalene that's taking care of her friend just telling them just relax, just take a nap, you know, leave them to take care of themselves. You know, you need to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So yeah, there we have all the apostles trying to talk to Jesus. What was that?
0: Yeah. Oh, I said, here's Judas watching the whole thing. Yeah
1: again not not what he wanted not what he expected and and here we have uh-huh. uh again Mary uh, washing Jesus's uh, Jesus feet with the uh, oils
0: yeah and Judas getting disgusted about that cuz that doesn't fit with what he was thinking
1: right again biblically speaking and that, that's what uh what that, that part of the bible when he's saying you could have used that money to feed a lot of people and you're wasting it on anointing Jesus' feet. That's mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing? And again mm-hmm. he's he's trying to talk sense into everyone and nobody's really you know, everyone's annoyed with Judas.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So again and again this is like kind of uh one of the inaccuracies is uh Mary Magdalene being the uh the uh the prostitute that, was, yeah. that Jesus saved. But I think, again, that's mostly popular culture, you know, teaches that. I think the Catholic Church uh, made yeah. that kind of, you know, popular, that idea.
0: I wasn't sure who did it. I know that they conflated a bunch of women together. Right. And because there was a prostitute, and then there was Mary Magdalene, and then there was somebody else, and they just conflated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But but Mary Magdalene was not the only woman to be in that group. Oh, yeah. In this movie, she's the only woman. But when you think about it, if you're there with 13 men and you're the only woman, how does that look? My gosh. <laughs> you know. So, um, but there were several women who followed him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he had like They're a, whole, a whole large following that included women. And, you yeah. know, I think yeah. uh, one of them was a very, a very rich woman whose husband worked for Herod. And so basically, uh, indirectly, Herod was funding Jesus' ministry. (laughs) So that's funny.
0: You know, that that could make me giggle 2,000 years later. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, you know, what's that thing in the Bible about the things that people do to hurt you, I will turn it around. Yeah. That's an extreme paraphrase, but you know the verse I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Here we have our first introduction of the uh the Pharisees.
0: Yeah. Of the potential villains in this movie as far as uh, an evil quotient, the Pharisees really get my vote.
1: Of the... uh, Even more so. More so than who?
0: Even more so than Herod.
1: Yeah. I mean, Herod was like kind of a joke. Yeah. He was a a fake leader, a puppet leader for the Romans. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the, the Pharisees are, they're, you know... They're getting people angry. They're spreading lies about Jesus. And again, a, another thing that this movie gets uh, right, that uh, that a lot of that popular culture gets wrong, is the idea that the Romans crucified Jesus, that the Romans are the ones that got angry with Jesus and killed him. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. It was the Jewish leadership at the time. It was the, the yep. Pharisees who really hated it. It wasn't the Jewish people. Uh, and it wasn't even all no. the Pharisees. It was just this... You know, the ones in power that, again, yet another group of people who were upset that Jesus wasn't the Jesus that they expected, that they wanted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they must have then, those, those particular Pharisees must have used their connections with Rome to kind of get that going. Because they couldn't crucify him directly, right? They had to get humans to do it.
1: Yeah, and that's that's exactly what happened. Is that they uh, they kind of threatened Pilate with a riot, with a revolt, if they didn't mm. kill this one man. And, yeah, and uh, you know, Pilate has had his hands tied again. Uh, we can blame him. To, to, depending on who you are, you'll de- blame him for you know to to a different degree. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he felt that he had his hands tied. If these people yeah. were to revolt, it would be a chaotic riot, uh, bloodshed, mm-hmm. and the you know the Rome Rome was uh, kind of not happy with him for not being yeah. able to keep the peace as it as it was.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. he and Herod both were between a rock and a hard place. Mm as far as what exactly to do, you know, without, uh, without hanging themselves.
1: Here We have Mary Magdalene again, singing that beautiful mm-hmm. song. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, again, telling Jesus self-care, that's what's important. Take care of, like, mm-hmm. you're no good to anyone if you're, you know, if you wear yourself out. Yeah. And yeah, we need friends like this.
0: Do you want to?
1: Sorry. We need friends like this.
0: Yes, we, need we friends do. Friends to remind yes. us
1: that we need to sit down, to, to you know, mm-hmm. we, we need a break. Yeah. And what, what do we think about this idea? She's, oh. using, she's paid a lot of money for these ointments, for these, mm-hmm. uh, for these oils to anoint Jesus. And mm-hmm. he said, you should have used that money to feed the poor. You should have used that money to feed the hungry. We as the church are called to help the poor and we do. Uh I, I don't think uh we talk people talk enough about how how much Christians actually give to charity and give yeah. to the poor and stuff. Yeah. It's you know, we don't talk about it and so people think that they don't do it. But yeah. here she could have used that money to feed the poor. That's uh Judas's point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she used it instead to anoint Jesus. Should he? Should she
0: have uh fed the poor with that money instead?
1: Jesus doesn't think so.
0: I don't think so, um, where however she got that much money, she could probably get that much money again to feed the poor. Right. You know, Jesus, I don't know, at a certain point you can take that logic to the point of ridiculous, you know, right. I should not help a friend because I should give to, you know, la da organization to feed the poor. Right. Well... At a certain point, then I become a lousy friend because I'm off feeding the poor and my friends need help.
1: Yeah, and again, I've I've had I've been to churches where there were sermons where the pastors like, oh, you guys don't give enough. You, you know what? You can pay the mortgage and you can pay for your electric bill, but you can't give more to the church. Like, come, like that's ridiculous. Like you should, uh, just the idea that you should, and again, yes, we should help those in need, but there's, if the church is doing its job, then not every cent has to be done, you know, has to be given up for those, for those in need uh, because there's enough, there should be enough, Mm
3: -hmm. you know,
1: and, and there, there can be some to, you know, to take care of your friend. To help your friend, yeah. to take care of yourself and your family, yeah, you know, it, it's yeah, this, this idea that we should give until you know until it hurts, this, we should give so much that it costs us is, uh, it's a really dangerous place to be.
0: I think it sets up a false equivalency. It's mm-hmm. like those people who say, "Well, if you can spend forty hours a week working." And then you can spend, you know, three hours a day in prayer. Well, okay. the reason I can I work when I was working, the reason why I worked 40 hours a week, say, Mm -hmm. is because that's what that job was. It was a 40 hour a week job. It was full time. That didn't mean my job was more important to me than God. Right. it meant that's how much it takes to work <laughs> you know i mean right um, it's a false equivalency to say what you spend the most time on is what you prize the most hmm. and here they all are watching him
1: yeah the uh, the pharisees yeah, i Pharisee. for for a, while, for a while there i was annoying my uh, my girlfriend now my fiance uh doing mm-hmm. the uh the Caiaphas scene ah uh, oh. gentle men <laughs> doing that <laughs> deep voice <laughs> <laughs> we need a more permanent solution to Ooh. our problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, see, I'd have joined in with you and hurt my voice. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: come. no need. I'm. Uh... <laughs> but, yeah, again, these Pharisees are. And, and this is great because they're standing on the scaffolding, probably done to, uh, you know, to take care of the uh, ruins. Probably the workers in. Uh, you said this was in Israel where this was recorded? Where this was filmed?
0: It, it's in Israel. Uh huh.
1: Yeah, and so they're probably the workers of this there to maintain the ruins, to make sure it doesn't Mm just get more, you know, destroyed more than it already has been by time. And now they're Mm -hmm. literally dancing and singing on them. And so, yeah, you're right. It's it's perfect. It's perfect for the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, And they were
0: just, quote unquote, there. Yeah, Yeah,
1: they just happened to be there and they're like, great, we'll use it and but here are the pharisees again and a, another thing about uh the the false the, the kind of like the uh the the mm, cuz it's not lies but it's a misinterpretation of the story where mm-hmm. the pharisees didn't they didn't believe that Jesus was the messiah a lot of people say that oh they you know they didn't like Jesus cuz uh, cuz it didn't give them the power that they wanted or he was getting too big. They truly believed that Jesus wasn't the Messiah. They thought that he was going to make God angry that this false prophet is claiming to be the Messiah. He's going to lead people astray and God was going to be enraged. They were, you know, destroyed by, they were under captivity. They were captives of Rome and Mm -hmm. they felt that the, you know, Israelites had, angered God to the point that now they're, you know, they're under Rome and that if this Mm -hmm. man continues to his, uh, you know, his claim that he is God made flesh, that God is going to be angry with Israel again. And so they're Mm -hmm. devising a plan. What are we going to do to take care of Jesus? This man who is
0: rabble rousing the crowd, you know, how do we... we... Go ahead. Yeah, because if we don't take care of him, mm-hmm. then God will will God will see to it that he takes care of us because <laughs> we are not punishing this man who is claiming to be God and blaspheming.
1: Right. And again yeah. and, and they bring up uh John, John the Baptist.
0: Uh-huh. They literally
1: uh-huh. name him. They say that uh you know, he's bigger than John when John was doing his baptism thing. Uh-huh. And we uh-huh. took care of him, so I think the same thing needs to be done with this man.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: This is the, uh...
0: I love this song. Yeah. This song, uh, they take it all the way through, you know, and Ted Neely does a good job of reacting to it. The first verse, they want Jesus to smile at me. Superstar. Mm -hmm. The next one, they want him to fight for me. Yeah. And the third verse, won't you die for me? And, the camera catches Ted Neely looking, like, startled. Yeah. You know, like, oh, what is this? You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's uh, – we talked about this a little bit in one of the bonus episodes behind the Patreon paywall. But mm-hmm. uh, the, one of the problems that I had with the NBC version of Jesus Christ Superstar was that John Legend, although a great singer, not a great mm-hmm. actor – so it takes yeah. a lot to yeah. not to sing is one thing to act is another to do both you have to be quite talented and Ted Neely can do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah again probably yeah probably the best Jesus in Jesus Christ superstar in all the mm-hmm. performances. I've never seen him live. I hope I can one day if it's still possible. I'm not sure <laughs> what, if he's uh still with us.
0: It- he is still touring. He's he's oh, on Facebook.
1: That's wonderful. Yeah.
0: He's still touring. In fact, he doesn't sound exactly the same, but he can hit that high note still. Oh,
1: that's so great. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, and uh, we're we're in Lent, so uh, you know, Palm Sunday's coming up in and, uh, <laughs> and here we have all these uh these Israelites, these, uh, these Hebrews, uh, waving palms and welcoming Jesus.
0: They talked, um, about how how much they enjoyed having all of the little kids around. Oh yeah. Those were just little kids from the area.
1: Oh, that's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I can imagine Again, how but, hot it would be. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's the look where, you know. Yeah. Would you die for me? Yeah. Mm. But yeah, all of these little photogenic children just kind of happen <laughs> to be there. <laughs> without anybody doing a casting call or anything.
1: Yeah, that's great.
0: Just like you need a boy and a girl, here's your boy and a girl. <laughs>
1: The scenery is beautiful. I know it's a desert, but these rock formations are unbelievable.
0: Yeah.
1: God, and all this stuff is still there, huh? These Mm -hmm. ruins, these pillars, just out in the middle of nowhere. The middle of this large desert, and there's these uh, pillars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, here's the kind of dancing where they had to go just a few seconds or a minute at a time. Right. And then get the Israeli guy to come by with the water again. (laughs) They talked a lot about this guy that plays Peter. That he just, he danced his feet off in this movie. Oh, man,
1: yeah. Here we go. One of my favorite songs. I guess it's the two songs because one leads into the other. This is uh, Simon the Zealot singing, mm-hmm. uh, we believe in you, we love you, you know, kiss me, Jesus, touch me, Jesus. You know, you. We're, we'll follow you, we're on your side. And this is, again, what, one of my favorite moments because – He's telling Jesus how you can be a big deal, how you can be a big celebrity, basically. And, uh, you know, keep the people chanting your name and add a touch of hate at Rome.
0: Yes. And everyone
1: will love you. You know, we'll win ourselves a home and you'll get the power and the glory. And Mm -hmm. again, another person who doesn't understand what Jesus is about. Yeah. You know, it's... God, I can imagine yeah, you're right. Uh, this is crazy he's going out there, man these dances are incredible and this person playing simon the uh, Simon the zealot is just really going for it
0: there's some dancing at the end where where there's some women in costumes,
1: yeah,
3: and
0: those are those are actually the um solid gold dancers, oh yeah yeah oh they, wow. they are dancers to do some (laughs) of the dancing at the end at the very end sure it's amazing that as little as the disciples understood jesus jesus did not distance himself even emotionally from them yeah you know whenever somebody just doesn't get me I'm not going to unfriend him on Facebook and go through all the drama, you know, but right. but I do, I do distance myself emotionally. Cause it's like, well, you don't get me anyway. Yeah. You know, you didn't.
1: Yeah. It's uh, and Oh, and this is, what's great is that we have this dancing in the foreground in the background. You could see more and more Roman soldiers showing up yeah. because essentially yeah. Simon is calling for a revolution. He's saying that mm-hmm. these 50,000 here that are following you, they'll do anything you say. And Good so point.
0: I, I, never, I never flashed on that before that there's more and more soldiers as he's saying that.
1: Yeah. And so this is when Jesus is starting. And again, Ted Neely, again, with his acting, his face changes now when he says that. Yeah. When he says yep. that, like, you know, as soon as, you, you know, just once you start teaching everyone to hate Rome, you know, then they'll follow you. Then they'll love you. You'll get the power and the glory. And now he's mm-hmm. real upset. Before they were just praising him. We've, we're on your side. You know, We we love you. Mm-hmm. You know, we love that mm-hmm. you're here. And now there's an agenda to it. Yeah. And again, this is historically accurate. Simon was like a bit, uh, he was a revolutionary, he was an anarchist, he was a, he wanted to overthrow Rome, and he thought Jesus would be the ticket Mm -hmm. to do it, which is incredible, like, all the the diverse group of people that Jesus had following him, you know, everyone with different ideas of what Jesus is supposed to be, all of them with their own Mm -hmm. ideas of what should happen, and all of them... You know, Jesus accepted all of them and corrected them all <laughs> about what what was actually God's plan. Yeah. And again, the, and that that first song, this song Simon the Zealot, is nothing without this this uh, response from Jesus that no mm-hmm. none of you understand what it's about. Not the Romans, not the Jews, not Judas, or the twelve. You know, you don't you don't understand how anything about power and glory.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and again, biblically speaking, that that's what he had to keep doing, and the Bible just keep correcting people about what what God's mm-hmm. true plan was.
0: Well, he had to do it with the disciples, and then he turned around and had to do it with Satan. Yeah, you know, you don't know anything about power and glory. You can't give me this. You know?
1: And in every portrayal, when he says this, he says, uh, you don't know what I know. If you knew what I knew, then you'd see the truth, (laughs) but you, you know, you live a lie. What you need to do if you want to, you know, if you want to live is simply all you have to do is die. To conquer death, you only have to die, which again is essentially, you know, we, if we're raised in the church, we kind of understand that. But if you're hearing that for the Mm -hmm. first time, you have no idea what that means.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's basically, yeah, you have to die to yourself. You have to die to this, these old ideas of who, of what you think Mm -hmm you know, is important in life.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and dying to the whole idea that you're in charge, you're your own God, yeah. you, all you the strings, you know, you don't have string one you're pulling, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you have to die to that, mm-hmm. but it, it can devolve into some kind of churchy language that we understand with each other and we can't explain it worth squat to anybody else, right? You know.
1: Here we have our introduction to uh, Pontius Pilate. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he's heard of this Jesus man, this Jesus person, who's uh, has quite a following.
0: Have you ever heard anybody just inject more contempt? In, in their voice when they're singing
1: yeah. than this
0: guy. This guy nails it. He does. Some people can sing and there's laughter in their voice. This guy can sing with contempt.
1: Mm.
0: I'm telling you, he, he, oh, goodness.
1: Yeah. Barry Bennon as part yeah. of pilot. yeah.
0: And that's an odd look he's given that crown, too.
1: Mm. It's a lot of responsibility, (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. and it doesn't look as if he wants any of it. Yeah. Oh, now coming up is is one of my other favorite scenes. Oh, where he uh, cleanses the temple. Mm, Yeah. Neely was interviewed, and he said that some of those things uh, he wasn't really supposed to break because they couldn't replace him. <laughs> so any, anything that he broke, they had to get that the first time. They couldn't do a redo of, of it. And he said they told him to just go in there and just go crazy.
3: Yeah.
0: And he said that he told the director after that, he says, you don't tell a Texas boy to go in and <laughs> <laughs> you know with without knowing it's gonna really be torn up you know
3: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i I do like this idea they always modernize this uh they have uh greeting cards they have sunglass uh racks, and they have mm-hmm. you know some per- they have drug dealers there uh yeah. dealing drugs they have there's they're selling weapons they're selling uh, there's uh strippers and sex workers dancing mm-hmm. around. This is the temple. This is what uh, they made the temple into. Yeah. And Jesus now just decides enough is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, this is we're done doing this from, you know, from here on out.
0: And here goes the Texas boy.
1: Yeah. Cleaning up. Just throwing everything around. When, that, when that, he did, the,
0: when he broke the mirrors, that was the one that he wasn't supposed oh. to do.
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: that's what's crazy is that the the pharisees are you know watching over it they knew that it was happening yeah. this whole time and they essentially yeah here's the uh the mirror stand basically
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, yeah if if pharisees yeah i mean rip that thing up um if the Pharisees were so bound and determined that everybody should keep every jot and tittle of the law, what the same Hill were they doing letting all this happen? Oh, yeah. Unless they were benefiting from it financially.
1: Probably. I mean, but is isn't that the, you know, the way human beings are. You know, they have yeah. their own set of, you know, they, they try to be moral. Everyone tries to be moral and good, but they're very much, uh, hey, you this know. This hawk. Oh, good. Oh yeah,
0: that that was an accident, an accident so-called, mm-hmm. and somebody noticed it and they said, here get they told the cameraman, get that
1: mm-hmm. oh. such a great look. but yeah we uh, we kind of you know we allow for some things and we don't allow others uh, you know hypocrisy is uh, ever present in all walks of life. And yeah here, again, Jesus uh, and that's why I love this movie because it essentially humanizes Jesus. It asks us what mm-hmm. would we do in this situation where he's tired, he's been doing this for a while, it's not working out like he thought it would, mm-hmm. and you know, nobody seems to be understanding me, and he's exhausted, yeah, and he comes upon a group of uh you know poor people group of uh, people who are sick or infirmed Mm -hmm. in some way and they're begging Mm -hmm. him for help
0: I always just reflexively get impatient with these people because I I keep wanting to say how long have you been disabled can you just give this man a second
3: you know (laughs)
0: How many years have, have you not been able to walk well? Okay, hang on a minute.
1: You know. <laughs> and again, this, this is the great thing. Uh, he wants to help uh, everyone. He wants to. Yeah. It's I I I love I love this uh, this comic book called "A Superman for All Seasons," and uh-huh. it's drawn very much in the style of Norman Rockwell. Those old, mm-hmm. you know. 1940s and 30s uh, paintings and posters. Yeah. And it has uh, Superman, who is, again, written by two Jewish uh, writers, and he was created by two mm-hmm. Jewish writers. Uh, he's named after, uh, I think his name, his original name from Jor-El is uh is um, uh, Hand of God or something. But, um, huh. yeah, and so... There's the scene in this book where a tornado's coming to tear up his town, Smallville, mm-hmm. and he rescues everyone. He stops the tornado. And you know, there's even a man who's uh, who's in the uh, who's stuck inside the town, he can't get out, and he runs in and saves them in the last minute. He's and you know, rescues everyone and everyone's happy, everyone's praising him, and he's just sad because he couldn't say he couldn't do more. You know, he's Superman, he's rescued everyone, mm-hmm. and he's still disappointed. And we have that same kind of situation here where Jesus yeah. wants to help everyone, but he's exhausted, mm-hmm. he's tired, he's done yeah. so much work, and it's mm-hmm. not enough. And th- th- that's what I love about this, is that this is relatable, especially for Christians who think that, shouldn't I be doing more?
2: Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And Mary magdalene again taking care of jesus
0: yeah that's kind of her her role throughout the throughout the movie
1: mm. yeah the uh the Mary magdalene in the n b c performance was uh Sarah Borelli, and she was incredible but, oh, this, okay. yeah, but yeah. this is yeah again another great Mary magdalene.
0: Yvonne element, yeah.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. And again, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is part of the, uh, as it gets some parts right, as it gets other parts wrong. I may, Maybe. Uh, here we have the Mary Magdalene who's in love with Jesus, who wants mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus, but she can't, and she doesn't understand why. I'm not sure how accurate that is, but... Uh...
0: I don't know, but you know, if if you're a woman and you're not married...
3: Mm-hmm. You're not
0: taken. And you see a man who is that loving, who is doing things for people who you can sense is powerful. Mm-hmm. What what would keep you from being attracted? I mean, you yeah. wouldn't act on it, but what would keep you from being attracted? I, I can see her falling for him. Yeah. And, stop, and stopping herself. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time in churches. I mean, pastors are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. very much, you know, the yeah, uh, yeah. the pick of the crop because they're passionate, yeah. they're devoted, mm-hmm. they're you know, driven. Yeah, they're, yeah, attractive, uh, attractive fellows up there. You know, it's kind of a rock star quality for a guy that's yep. standing on stage commanding an audience. Mm-hmm.
0: So I mean. We have no idea from what the Bible tells us mm-hmm. if it happened or not. But, you know, I I wouldn't sit up and argue because <laughs> it very well could have. It's just sure. either she never acted on it or he stopped her, you mm-hmm. know. And of course, I think from the point of view of the movie, I think they're taking it like she the song is written as if she were a prostitute. Yeah. And she did not did not know any other way to relate to a man. And since she can't relate to him that way, you know, she's all befuddled as far as what in the world to do. Right. You know. But it could work either way. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, the, you know, uh, women who have only only been seen as sex objects, and now this, uh, you know, as God does, makes you feel like a whole person. You mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. Love for for who you are, not for what you can offer.
0: It's yeah. And how would you deal with that if you had only been treated like a commodity? Yeah. You know, how would that twist your brain, you know, to think, okay, what, what, how is this happening? You know, what does he really want? Yeah. What's the game? You know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If anybody who's listening, if you haven't seen or heard this musical, just go and find, seek it out it the those songs are unbelievable they're so good lyrically and musically they're just so good
0: absolutely run don't walk and get yeah. this get this dvd seriously
1: That was such a great shot there. It's like kind of a fading in a of uh, mm-hmm. Judas. So you just see like a red dot, a red mass yeah. there. And then it, as it sharpens in the focus, you see it's uh, Judas like kneeling down in the sand, like kind of crouched down in the sand with this white background. It's pretty crazy.
0: When you see these tanks coming up, mm. that's something that they planned either.
1: <laughs> really?
0: But the Israeli army. The Israeli army was running the tanks, and so they just kind of showed up at just kind of this right time and just kind of were there.
1: And they kind of, it looks like he's playing along with it.
0: Uh huh. Of course, thank goodness they were watching. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't get but, but it made for the perfect thing. Yeah. You know, as he's starting to get more and more disillusioned.
1: <laughs> it, it all leaves away. You're getting so disillusioned mm-hmm. and then tanks show up <laughs> to make things worse. <laughs>
3: I know.
0: I hate when that happens.
1: <laughs> How could Disturge things get any worse? Like...
0: <laughs> tanks. <laughs> <laughs> really? How could it be worse? Well, tanks could show up. You know.
1: And here we have Judas going to the... Uh going to the Pharisees. And again, he thinks he's doing the right thing. It hurts him to do it, but Mm -hmm. he thinks that this is necessary Mm -hmm. because Jesus isn't talking the way, you know, the way we were taught. You know, as Hebrews, we've been taught that God is going to come and vanquish Rome, that God is going to show up and, you know, make everything right. And this Jesus is... Asking us to accept our enemies, to peace and love, it's not right, you know, and he's going to the Pharisees, going to the powers that be, trying to, you know, stop Jesus, again, with pain in his heart, because it's his friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's even conflicted about it.
1: Yeah. Again, we, we just see it like uh, we the way that we're taught. It's taught like Judas just did it for the money.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, yeah I mean, he was Jesus's friend and he betrayed him. It wasn't an, an easy decision. No. I mean, especially after he killed himself. I mean, he ended up killing himself because of it. It mm-hmm. destroyed him. it yeah. was so painful. It was you know mm-hmm. and here we have the Pharisees uh, guy looks like a gosh, what's his name
0: the 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 one in the point here looks like one of the guys in Monty Python, <laughs> well, I mean, to me. Yeah. Is that the one you were talking
1: about? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to look up who uh, who else it looks like. It uh, Russell, like a poor man's Russell Brand.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> Golly, he does. Okay. <laughs> and again, the, the, these
1: Pharisees are trying to, you know, talk him, convince him that he's doing the right thing, saying, mm-hmm. "Imagine how many how many people you can feed with this with this money." You know, I, they're, the ones, they're the ones. Go ahead. No. Yeah. 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 And well, I was just saying that, yeah. How many people can you feed with this money playing into mm-hmm. his, you know, what he truly, you know, uh, wants to do to help the poor, it, mm-hmm. it, not doing it for his own benefit. He's doing it for, you know, because he thinks that this is the right thing to do as much as it pains him.
0: Yeah. Now, did you see that move where he totally manipulates Judas And then drops the money so he has to get down on his knees and pick it up. Yeah. They manipulate and then they humiliate. Hmm. They kind of get him under their thumbs. Yeah. And he's still conflicted. Yeah.
1: is when he tells them where Jesus is.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, these planes that go over, that's supposed to symbolize Judas' um, Judas's turmoil, like the um, like the tanks did.
2: Yeah.
1: And, God, it works so perfect. hmm The scaffolding, the tanks, these planes just flying over, and Judas is just playing off of them so well.
0: Yeah. And then you got these sheep going
1: hmm.
0: with the shepherds. Yeah, I think that was I think that was just something that they didn't know was going to happen ahead of time either. Yeah. It, it happens again at the end. Oof.
1: I always loved this line. I always hoped that I'd be an apostle.
0: I know, me too.
1: Knew that I would make. Knew that I would make it if I tried.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then when we retire, we can write the gospels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they'll ta- still talk about us when we die. <laughs> mm. And again, I love this. Ted Neely is playing off of it well. He knows what they're singing about. So he knows what they're hoping for. They're missing the point, mm-hmm. and now he's. This is the breaking of bread scene, mm-hmm. and they actually stop Were like they... the the uh, the what's his name the Michelangelo
0: painting. Oh
1: yeah, was it Michelangelo?
0: I think it was Da Vinci. Don't da quote Vinci, me.
1: right? 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 I think you're right. Yeah. I get my Ninja Turtles mixed up all the time.
0: (laughs) Don't we all? I mean, really. (laughs) But yeah, he's going to try again to explain it. Right. And just the looks they're giving him, like, duh. Like, what?
1: (laughs) We don't get it. And this is uh and this is an interesting thing that he breaks bread, and he, you know, he distributes the wine. He says that this is you should do this, you know, eat together to remember what I've done for you, you know, mm-hmm. to remember this. Uh, he did that because, and this is something that I learned uh, a while ago, because that's what was there. They were eating bread for the Passover feast, and they had mm-hmm. wine because you celebrate the Passover feast. I was at a bachelor party uh, with Christian friends. So uh, mm-hmm. we, the next day, we decided to have service on our own in our, uh, in our cabin. Uh, we went up to the mountains, to the snow, and we yeah. decided, so are we going to go to the store and get wine? What do we do? We said, well, we got cocktail crackers and we have Martinelli's, you know, <laughs> you know, Martin, a bottle of Martinelli's. Yeah. Let's just use that because Jesus didn't specifically ask for wine and bread for this thing that he was going to do. He did it yeah. because that's what was there. And so the, mm-hmm. it's, it's symbolic. That's what we're doing. It's, it yeah. doesn't need to be wine. It doesn't need to be, you know, the little tablet crackers that they have at church. You know, it, it's just, yeah. it's, it's the action of doing it that matters.
0: Right, right.
1: And this is also great, There's this moment that he's saying, one of you will betray me, one of you will mm-hmm. you know, will deny me, and everybody's like, who? Who's going to do it? And he's almost like, it doesn't matter who, because all of you are lost.
2: Yeah. This is yeah.
1: his frustration, that it doesn't matter who's mm-hmm. going to betray him, it doesn't matter who's, because those are just the big actions. In your hearts, you guys have, I, are completely lost, and you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And again, this this is why I love this, this version of Jesus, because he's so relatable. All of us mm-hmm. as Christians, you know, think we're doing what's right. And we're frustrated when things don't work out,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: mm-hmm. we're doing, we're supposed to do good things for bad people that for people that don't get it, for people that don't understand. Like, it's just, it mm-hmm. seems like such a waste. And yeah. yeah. And God says, yes, it is a waste. And I'll continue to do it for you. So you should continue to do it for, for everyone right, else.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. When he tells, actually screams at Judas to go and yeah. take care of it, it. It's, that is so relatable, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's like, I know what you're going to do. I know you're going to screw it up. Just, just go screw it up. Why don't you You yeah. Get out of my face. Go screw it up. Yeah. (laughs) And Judas is trying to explain why he's right.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, if you only understood why I'm doing this to you, why I'm... Mm -hmm. You know, why I'm betraying you, you you know, I'm doing it for the, for the right reasons. And because he truly believes he was.
0: Yeah. I always had a question, and I've never looked this up, the the phrase he keeps using, jaded Mandarin. Hmm. Like a faded, jaded Mandarin. Hmm.
1: Let's
0: see. Mandarin's like Asian. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mandarin meaning. Tired or worn out Mandarin, or the old Chinese word meaning the highest in power and wisdom.
0: Uh, huh. Guess it's slang. I guess so. And there's Judas running with goats. They used goats and not sheep. Oh, oh, nice. Those goats just. Those goats just happen to be there too. Wow. How God cooperated with this movie is just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. You know, puts a bird, puts goats, gets the Israeli army in line. I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, it's like the Lord Himself was saying, yeah, make this movie. This is good. Do this, you know.
1: Here we have the uh, the apostles falling asleep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe they had too much to drink in their Passover celebration.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, if if any song deserves to be like on the greatest hits of like Broadway, this song should be it. Man, yeah. th- this song deserves to be on that list because the way he belts out the, the just lyrically written is so heartbreaking and beautiful. And just mm-hmm. the way Ted Neely sings this is unbelievable. I know. I know.
0: And like I say, he can, I mean, you can tell his voice is older. He's older. Sure. But, um, but he can still hit that high note. Not like he did,
1: mm-hmm. but he can
0: still bloom and hit it.
1: Oh. Yeah. I've seen YouTube videos of like him performing uh and mm-hmm. they show they even show the people backstage the other actors backstage like nervous can he do it can he actually hit it and then when he mm-hmm. does they start cheering like they're so like happy that he could still do it yeah and here and again as christians how many how often haven't we had this this same discussion with god like look i've done this for a long time and nothing's working out nothing's going yeah. the way it's supposed to what i'll whatever you want me to do i'll do it but I have to know why. Tell me mm-hmm. why I have to do this because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's why yeah. I love this version of Jesus because it puts us in that position. It puts us, it reminds us that we're in that situation. You know, we, we think we're doing what's right and nothing's working out. Is that, is that part of the plan? Is it supposed to work out eventually? And again, mm-hmm. because God's plans are different than ours.
0: Yeah. And sometimes you don't get the big answer. Yeah, you know, you you might get "I love you." You might get "Follow me." You mm-hmm. might get "Don't worry." Right. But you're not gonna get the big answer hit. You know, a bunch of times.
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast or on another one, but uh, there's this uh car there's this uh, show that used to be on called uh Yeesh, uh, uh, jo- uh Joan of Arcadia.
0: Oh, uh-huh. and, uh
1: huh. and yeah, there's a it's basically God appears to this girl named Joan and asks her to do things that don't make any sense. But when she does them, it ends up working out for for the good. And God appears mm-hmm. to her in different people. So different people show up, you know, almost like, you know, a different, uh, I don't know, bodysuit or oh, whatever.
0: <laughs> like doing a George Burns. Yeah, yeah. Ex-
1: exactly. And talks to her and tells her. And, you know, every time he asked her to do this, she, it works out, and everything's great, and everything works out, right? One time, uh, her boyfriend he was an artist. He made a sculpture. And Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, God shows up and says, you have to smash it. You have to destroy it. And she's like, I, well, why? He's like, because I'm asking you to. You, you know, you have to do it. You have to do it. And so she wrestles with it because it'll break his heart. Well, you know, why would she do this? This is crazy. But she ends up doing it. And nothing happens. And she's angry with God and says, why did you make me do that? Why did you, like, now he's angry with me. He might break up with me. Why did I have to do that? And God basically says, you don't get to ask me why. By Mm -hmm. now, you should trust me enough to know that I know I'm doing what's right. You should trust me enough to know what I'm doing. You know, Mm -hmm. I've proven myself time and time again, and you still don't trust me. Yeah, you know, and and yeah, I mean, that's what God's answer is. Sometimes you don't get to know yet,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's 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 so heartbreaking. It's so painful. It's so uh, frustrating. And here we have Jesus, who has to die, you know, be crucified for the mm-hmm. sins of the world that don't that doesn't deserve it, and he's asking why. Why do I have to do this? Like, will it work out or am I wasting my time?
0: It made me wonder, you know, where when Jesus is a, a boy and it said he grew in stature and in favor with God and man. And people have said that that meant that he began to understand who he was and what his mission was, that he didn't, he wasn't born understanding it when he was a baby. Mm. I started wondering, okay, when he was praying in the garden, did he know that it was all going to work out, or did he think it it might fail? Sure. Did he know, he knew he would be resurrected, but did he know what was going to happen during that three day period?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, what? How much of this was he certain of, or did he just have to trust God because? From the description in the Bible, it was like he wasn't really sure. He was just having to trust. Mm-hmm. His voice here. Yeah. yeah.
1: trying to look up the lyrics because one of these is uh, really, really important to me. Mm. But uh... oops. But yeah, this is, uh, and now here, Judas shows up with the Pharisees to uh, to arrest Jesus. Yeah, it says, uh, Why should I die? Oh, why should I die? Can you show me now that I would not be killed in vain? Show me just a little of your omnipresent brain. Show me there's a reason for you wanting me to die. You're far too keen on where and how, but not so hot on why like that's that's that describes god perfectly you know mm-hmm. it's it's like we he tells us what we have to do love our enemies pray for those who persecute us you know do be good uh, no matter what circumstances and he, like why it doesn't make sense it goes yeah. against everything that you know that we're taught as or well every instinct as humans you know
0: yeah and like, if I pray for my enemies consistently, do they change? You know, and right. God's like, that's that's between me and them. They may, they yeah. may not. Yeah. But it's... I'm praying for them. <laughs> well, yeah, because I told you to.
1: You know, <laughs> right? that, that's, that's insane. Th- th- this
0: is not it's... like a guarantee of anything. Yeah, it's crazy,
1: you know? but it's what God asks of us.
0: <laughs> it's the difference between Christianity and witchcraft.
1: Yeah, or yeah, basically Crafty anything and, else. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Craft, you do a certain thing, you follow a certain formula, and then you have to get what you're asking for. Right. Christianity, you do what you're told to do. You get what's best for you.
1: Mm. Whether you like it or not. <laughs>
0: I mean... yeah. yeah. And sometimes you may not.
1: Yeah. And so Jesus is arrested, taken away. Mm-hmm. To uh yeah, again, uh shuffling him back and forth because nobody wants to deal with him. Yeah. Nobody wants to deal with this mess. <laughs>
2: mm.
0: Ted Neely said that when his mother screened the um um the movie, uh they, they got to the scene where they're scourging Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he said, bless her heart. She starts yelling at him, going, That's my baby. You can't hit my baby. You can't, you've (laughs) got to leave my baby alone. You can't hit my baby. You know, or she just went to pieces about it. Yeah. I myself can get up to 17 and then I've got to distract myself.
1: Yeah. And so yeah, the, the basically the crowd is uh, crowding around him, at, around the soldiers. The soldiers are leading him away, and they're all asking him, "Well, what are you gonna do now, huh? Where's your, uh, where do you got? What, what do you, you know, why don't you fight back? What's the, what's the plan here?
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. again, nobody gets it. Nobody understands.
0: No, no. And a lot of that is not only what's the plan, but how does it benefit me? Mm. How does your plan benefit me?
2: Yeah.
1: We have Kaifith and go ahead.
0: (laughs) No, I. I just was saying, I've always thought these hats were so weird.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a weird decision to wear them. And again, if, like as you were saying, in this heat, they have to wear these black robes and these giant, what look like plastic or leather
0: hats. <laughs> I cannot believe that they actually wore those hats back in the day. I don't know where they got that idea. But... I know.
1: <laughs> Well, you you know, art changes uh, every, you know, couple of decades. We have a different vision of what they looked like back then. Maybe uh, in the 60s and 70s, this is what they thought the the Hebrew priests looked like.
0: I guess so. Hmm. It just looks a little crazy. Yeah. Here's
1: Peter's denial. Yeah. Again, it's amazing how much from the Bible actually appears in this, you know, basically yeah. secular musical. It's not like uh, like this was written by Christians. No. Uh-uh. And but they did this studying and they this is what they came up with and it's really a lot of stuff that people don't talk about in the mainstream culture. You know it appears in this,
0: yeah it it's really i mean it's really kind of inspired really,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know.
1: And after his denial, he's again, he's heartbroken too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're asking, because again, they don't know, like. You denied him. He said you, he told us that you would deny him. How did he Mm -hmm. know that? How did he know you would do that?
0: And the look on her face when she's trying to figure that out Mm. is very expressive. It's like, wait a minute, is he God? You know?
2: Yeah.
1: Because again, most depictions of Jesus in pop culture have him Like bigger than mankind, you know, just super, like almost floating six inches off the ground. And Mm -hmm. this is a very human Jesus. This is a very, you know, the Jesus that we would hang around with, that we would see walking down the street, you know.
0: And they don't have him being bigger, like broader chested than the Roman soldiers. He looks smaller. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, which normally, you know, you you have this great big buff Jesus showing up, you know, and uh, no, yeah, I mean, that's not a slap on Ted Neely, but it's just, it's true. He's shorter and he, you know, he's not as broad shouldered as some of the Roman soldiers. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's showing him looking vulnerable.
1: And yeah, and this is perfect because now they're brought in, they bring, they brought him to pilot and he's like, this guy, this guy's the guy that's causing all the trouble. Mm hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's, he's your king, really? This guy? Yeah. And I really like this idea that, uh, you know, this, uh, conscious pilot plays different kind of feelings because at first he was like really stressed out. Like, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? You know, I just had this crazy dream about this weird guy and he was distressed. And now he's being a kind of a, you know, a a Roman uh, pilot. He's like really, you know, mocking Jesus. He's really condescending. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Trying to be, you know, trying to appear bigger than he probably really is.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's mocking Jesus. And, you know, later on, he's going to be stressed out again. It's. hmm And this is, uh, you know, leading to, again, another one of my favorite songs. That he's saying, like, look, he's from Galilee. He's not my... He's not my problem. Take him to Herod. And yeah.
0: And Don't you know that was exhausting as a prisoner of Rome to just be traipsing back and forth and back
1: and forth. Right. <laughs> now he's being taken to the delightful Josh Mostel.
2: <laughs> I,
1: I yeah this is so weird and great. I've seen Jack Black play uh uh Herod. Yeah. And yeah. he is he's perfect for that role. He is just mm-hmm. incredible, but yeah, this is uh, every yeah, every Herod is just such a great, you know, a show stopper.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one that plays the piano was I think that uh, woman was also in Godspell, and she was also in The Electric Company. Oh, really? The children's show, The Electric Company? Yeah. If I'm thinking about the right one, Right. the one that was in Godspell was in The Electric Company. I know that much I've got right, but I think that the one that's playing the piano mm-hmm. is that same woman. Oh. I think...
1: Again, such a like, you, you know, I, I've always pictured Jude, uh, Herod like this, like just he doesn't really care, you know, who Jesus mm-hmm. is. He doesn't care about the Messiah. He's just like, I heard you do magic tricks and entertain my uh, entertain my uh, palace. Let's let's, mm-hmm. let's see a few tricks. Come on, walk on water. Come on, walk across my swimming pool. You know, turn this yeah. water into wine. You know, we just heard so much about you. <laughs> and if you do that, then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just so crazy and awesome. The costumes and the crazy dancing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm wrong about the woman. It's a different one. Oh, okay. I wondered how there could be somebody in Jesus Christ Superstar that was also in Godspell because normally the two don't mix at all. Right.
1: And I love the the change that's coming up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is, wait, wait, why, why aren't you performing? Why aren't you doing what I tell you? And he's Mm -hmm. saying, aren't you scared of me? Aren't you afraid of what I could do to you? (laughs) It's, it's, it's so crazy that Jesus becomes powerful than all of these people. Just by his silence, by his, you know, you know, his, I, I don't know, his dignity. Yeah, he's just yeah. he's like, he's just showing right now that he's powerful. He's more powerful than Herod. He's more powerful than than uh, than uh, than Pilate I, than Rome. Because yeah. he just won't give in. He won't give in to anybody.
0: It's like the thing you've seen in every cowboy movie you've ever heard or ever seen. Mm-hmm. The one that's really quiet. Number one, that's the one you have to watch.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and number two,
0: that's the one who's in control. I mean, in in Clint Eastwood movies, mm. when Clint whispers, "Oh, good lord, find a bunker and hide." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's 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 the same thing here. You know, it's like I'm more powerful. I got nothing to prove.
1: Yeah. And probably one of his most def- de- devoted followers, right here, Mary Magdalene.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, in she actuality, knows yeah.
0: Won't figure it out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: And I guess it would. I mean, you know, most of the apostles, they were just followers of God anyway. Mm hmm. She was not, well, she was like an outcast of society. She was Mm -hmm. hated and this one man showed up and made her feel fully human, like fully, you know, fully a person. And uh, yeah, no. So yeah, that, that makes sense that she would be one of his most devoted followers. Like she gave her, her life back basically.
0: And wasn't she with his mother when, uh, when they went back to the tomb to anoint his body?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, her, her mother and a few other women. Mm-hmm. We're going to uh to anoint him.
0: Almost like the original steel magnolia's. You know, the the men end up not being the strong ones and the women end up being yeah. being the strongest.
1: Yeah. When the job needs to get done and the men won't do it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: What a great shot. Yeah. So, here, what do we got coming up next? Bringing him back to a pilot. His clothes do seem a little more tattered, more like, more dirty now Mm -hmm. at this point. Sorry, there's long pauses, but uh, you know, in uh, musicals, there's like long transitions between. Especially yeah. this one being an older movie, it's not so quick to change from one scene to the next. Things uh, things moved a lot slower a few decades back.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Judas back.
1: Yeah, he's uh, now you know he regrets what he did. He's going back to the uh, to the Pharisees.
0: Mhm. basically their whole deal is that we paid you you're fine and yeah he's like i don't care this was wrong
1: mm-hmm. and they're like yeah you're not our problem anymore we've done you did what you did and you know deal with it yourself it's not our problem anymore we're taking care of it
2: mm-hmm
0: Kind of like the ultimate evil bureaucrat, hmm. you know, we filled out the form, you paid your fee,
1: <laughs> now you're not
0: my problem anymore. Yeah. Go stand in a line, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Again, this idea that, you know, it's more than just, you know, the typical one, you know, you know, the old version of Judas just uh, he's just a bad guy who did mm-hmm. something stupid because he was greedy and you know, he killed himself and so now that's it. That's the only, you know, he's like a footnote. Yeah. In the story of the of Jesus and here he's more he's fuller than that. It's he He did what he thought was right, he regrets you know he realizes what he did was wrong, and now it's mm-hmm. too late and he yeah. regrets it completely he's like oh you know he's 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 dying inside yeah. And he's asking me, like, you know, once he's dead, will he still love me? Will he care? Does he still Mm -hmm. care about me? Ugh.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And what a great version of God. I mean, what a great idea of God that, like, will he still love me after all the things that I've done? After betraying Mm -hmm. him, after, you know, after hurting him so much?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: he does such a good job of just running and running and running in all of that heat.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's what he does throughout the whole movie. Like when, with the tanks, you know, at the beginning, mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, on the mountain, just like dancing around. And now he's mm-hmm. just running away from what he did. He, he's yeah. not running away from anything. Is that a part? He's just running through the desert. Like that, uh, Mm-hmm. I think it's in Proverbs that says, uh, you know, um, a guilty man runs, though nobody chases him. Yeah. I think that's right. I don't remember but specifically, but.
0: The music is so powerful here where they've got this cacophonous thing going on. Yeah. The whole time that, that he's singing and, and running and yelling, he there's this absolute cacophony until mm-hmm. right now.
1: Yeah. Oof. Man, and then they show it, man. They show him hanging himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the camera does not blink away from that. Yeah. And down there's all the people that could have helped.
1: Yeah. Jesus brought again to trial in front of uh, Pilate because Herod refused to do, you know, refused to deal with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I just love Herod. <laughs> such a goofy, I know
0: goofy I know character. Such a goofball. <laughs>
1: And this is where Pilate, uh, you know, realizes what what the Jew, what the Jews want is that they're mm-hmm. saying, like you know, like why have you brought him here to me? This is Herod's problem. Like we don't have a law; uh, we're not allowed to put somebody to death. And right there, yeah. Pilate's change face; his face changes. Like what? What are you talking about? Death? What? What are you guys? What are you guys doing?
0: That soldier sure gave Jesus a look just then. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And I love that this song is like a very philosophical conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, he's like, what is Mm -hmm. truth? I have my truth and you have your truth. So technically you're not lying and you're not saying anything blasphemous because you know, it's all about what's real and what's not. And uh, you, you haven't said anything criminal yet.
0: And this was way before the phrase your truth or my truth existed.
1: Yeah. And again, they they keep chanting crucify him. And he's like, uh-huh. just, just like, just tell me. And he's looking for Jesus to get him out of this problem. Again, Jesus is more powerful than Pilate. He's begging yeah. Jesus, just tell me something so that I can let you go. I don't want to mm-hmm. kill you. I don't want this to mm-hmm. happen. Please help me out here. And Jesus mm-hmm. refuses to help him. Yeah. The crowd chanting, "Crucify him!"
0: I can't imagine being Pilate at this moment and wanting to get Jesus off the charges,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and Jesus not cooperating by saying so much as the days of the week. You yeah. know, <laughs> I I can't imagine. Mm.
1: And, yeah, and again, the, 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 these lines are so great. They're saying, "Wait, like, he's like we have no king but Caesar. Or isn't this Jew? Isn't he your king? He's like, we have no king but Caesar. He's like, what are you talking about? You hate us. You hate Romans. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like now, all of a sudden, Rome is your friend. Like, what are you? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, it, it's so well done. This, this, yeah. that even Pilate is exasperated. Like, you hate us. Why are you? <laughs> why are you all of a sudden on our side?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is the scourging scene.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, nobody's happy about this.
0: No. Like, did you catch that look from the uh, um, member of the um,
1: the Sanhedrin? Not the oh, Sanhedrin, but yeah,
0: Sanhedrin. Yeah. Almost like it's like, ooh, did we mean to do that? Yeah. You know?
1: Like again, we 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 want bad things to happen to people we don't like, and then when it actually happens, like oh wait a minute, this isn't. Yeah, you know the reality is much worse than we ever expected.
0: Maybe that's one reason we're supposed to pray for our enemies, so that when bad things do happen to them, we don't have that reaction of "Whoa, what what happened here?" You know. Yeah. I don't know,
1: maybe. Yeah, well maybe. because it's it, the whole idea I think is that we're bad people too. All of like, you know, as much yeah. as we blame other people to God, we're all sinners and God gave us mercy. So man, we should, you know, we should offer that same mercy to everyone. And again, God's love for us is what changed us, what made us, you know, love love everyone. And yeah. so hating somebody you know brutalizing somebody isn't going to change them it never has yeah. it's never fixed a problem loving somebody that's what really changes people
2: mm-hmm.
1: and even now you know after he's been scourged for 50 50 times pilot is still trying okay tell me you're tell me you're done with this please i don't want to do anything else to you yeah and again, Jesus, being more powerful, you have nothing in your hands. You know, power comes from be uh, from far beyond you. Everything is fixed and you can't change it. It's again, like real power. Yeah. These earthly powers, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying, "Keep your peace." Say, crucify him. Remember Caesar. You'll be demoted. You'll be deported. Crucify him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's between a rock and a hard place.
1: Yeah. But again, this this is the actual version of the Bible. This is how it happened in the Bible. Whereas yeah. mo- mostly now we just we completely forget that the Jewish leaders. And I love this. He washes his hands of Jesus, but it's the you know the water's red. It's covered. It's filled with blood. It's yeah. And uh, but again, you know, we forget that it's the Jewish leadership at the time. Not not even the Jewish people. The Jewish people loved him, but it's the Mm -hmm. leadership who you know basically paid a crowd to come in, uh, you know, intimidate and threaten uh, Pilate. Catch this where
0: where it shows him in his glorified body for a moment.
1: Yeah. And so now after uh, Judas has killed himself... He comes down from heaven mm-hmm. this white robe, this beautiful white robe. This,
0: And, you know, most people look at Judas like, well, of course he went to hell. Well, you don't know that.
1: Yeah, we don't know.
0: You know, he loved Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we we don't know that he went to hell. It's just what everybody says. Right. I prefer to think not.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jesus loved him back. I mean...
0: Now here we have the solid gold dancers.
1: Here they come out, yeah. But yeah. A, again, I I love this song. This is the actual song, Jesus Christ Superstar, because he's asking mm-hmm. all the questions that we ask. Like nothing you did yeah. makes sense. Why did you Why did you come like at a time when you you know you can only talk to a few hundred people? If you want to come today, sure. we have mass communication. You could have reached mm-hmm. the entire world. Like nothing you yeah. did makes sense. <laughs> again, because mm-hmm. we're human, we're We're on this, uh, we don't understand fully God's plan. And, you know, he says, what about, what about Buddha? What about Mohammed? Like, are are they where you are? Like, how does, Mm -hmm. like, why are there so many other religions? Like, these are all questions that we have. And that's why I love this, this, this musical because it asks questions. It's, it literally yes. tells, you know, Christians like to believe that everything makes sense and everything God did was perfect and everything. And, he mm-hmm. you know, not, don't get me wrong. It is. But it, it brings yeah. up a lot of questions, like because it doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, things can be perfect. God's plan is perfect. But because we don't have perfect brains mm-hmm. and we can't understand the mind of God. A lot of it, it's just not going to make any sense at all to us. Right. And, and this movie does not shy away from bringing all of that out
1: mm-hmm.
0: and just kind of daring people to deny it,
1: you know. Right. <laughs> I yeah I love this song and I love this version of it I've yeah every you know I don't know every once in a while I just pop this song on because it's so well done and and not just the the you know on the CD I, I pop it on YouTube because it's so beautiful so beautifully shot yeah yeah. and here we have because we have this uh this be- this crazy concert scene with the you know the dancers and you know these strobe mm-hmm. lights and all of these crazy <laughs> pink and purple lights uh and then it keeps cutting from that to Jesus carrying his cross to to Golgotha. Yeah. And again and again uh, Judas is playing it both heartbroken and angry at the same time like he's mad at Jesus but he's also like heartbroken, the heartbroken that he betrayed him. Yeah, like again, yeah. the acting in acting in while singing is a lot harder than we think.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: And here he's yeah he's nailed to the cross, and now he's being put up.
0: He said that having to. Stay up there long enough for them to film. It was really hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing with, uh what's his name? I've Jim Caviezel when he was doing a uh, passion yeah. of the Christ, like he had to be yeah. up there for hours. And I think he even dislocated his shoulder. He was up there for so long.
2: Oh
1: gosh. Yeah. And he was like just hanging up there. They were kind of like using sticks to give him water. And he was like, just looking down because he had to stay up there. And he was like looking down at people like eating and having snacks and stuff in between takes and he was just hanging up there in the hot desert sun just like not appreciating it at all because it's it can't be it can't be easy yeah
0: <laughs> like where is my Whataburger burger already
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have them here in Israel right'
0: <laughs> You're really can you get me a Whataburger? burger <laughs>
1: And again, part of God's perfect plan. They mocked him, and they put a uh, "King of the Jews," you know, the sign mm-hmm. that said "King of the Jews" on his on the on the cross, and he, in fact, was. And again, Mary Magdalene crying, seeing this happen to her friend. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, listeners, what are you doing? Why haven't you seen this yet? If you haven't seen it, come on now. <laughs> now
0: it's since 1972. Come yeah, on,
1: guys. you've had plenty of time, and there's several versions of it. Come on. If you're not watching this, boy, you're missing out.
0: Truthfully. I've always wondered why they didn't show his mother at the foot of the cross, too.
1: Right. Yeah, she wasn't even a character in this in this musical. Mm-hmm. No.
0: <laughs> Which is weird when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, when they're all getting on the bus, one one of my big gripes about a lot of movies about the life of Christ mm-hmm. is that they never find a way to show the resurrection. Right. This, this movie, they find a way. It's sneaky. You have to kind of watch what
1: <laughs> right. they're doing. Yeah. Because, yeah, I always, like, uh, just kind of uh, move along. So now that the, this, uh, you know, the play is over, they're all getting back on the bus, packing everything up. And, mm-hmm. yeah, again, the point, yeah, there's never, there isn't a resurrection. Again, another point of contention that a lot of Christians have with this movie is that the musical doesn't show the resurrection.
0: But it kind of does.
1: And yeah, it kind it, of does. You
0: know, it kind of does because, um, well, for one thing, you know, they're not going to be able to actually show the resurrection to the satisfaction of a lot of the Christian community because it's not going to look like a resurrection.
1: Right.
3: It's
0: going to look like an actor getting back up after they've laid him out. Mm-hmm. But he never gets on the bus. Yeah. And the cross is empty. Right. Right. Now there's one thing that they've often said uh, that there is a flock of sheep led by a shepherd that goes across at the very end of the movie. I've never been able to see it. It's either my TV or my stupid eyes. I don't know. But <laughs> there's there's a shepherd that leads a flock of sheep, and that was a coincidence, so-called. Right. They, they wow. didn't plan for it. They. Middle of shooting the cross, and they were shooting the sun, uh-huh. and the sheep just kind of go across led you know, by a shepherd.
1: I gotta say, yeah, I'm watching this on a you know high definition television, and you can barely see them. You see a man yeah. kind of walking across, and the sheep there coming right yeah. across, and yeah, the cross is still up, but it's empty.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's empty.
1: And as we see, all the actors are getting on the bus, and they're kind of like looking back, like confused at the cross. They're like looking yeah. over like, what's going on? Why isn't he there anymore? So yeah, mm-hmm. there is there's absolutely a resurrection. Yeah. So there you go. That's the end of it. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jesus Christ Superstar starring Ted Neely. Beautifully performed. It, it, whatever version you guys can get your hands on, watch it or listen to it. It's such a beautiful message. It's such a beautiful story. It's The play's incredible. Uh, you, there's so much we can get out of this as Christians, you know? And the fact that a secular audience gets to enjoy it also is just God's, you know, hand working out, you know?
0: <laughs> Definitely. You know, Definitely.
1: they could have done anything with Jesus and a lot of the set, you know, but they did it right, I think. They did a really good version of Jesus in this that's, you know... Uh, I I think really beautifully done. I you know I must say.
0: Yeah, oh I agree. Uh, this is um, I've got a copy of Godspell,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I uh, and I like the music in Godspell. Sure, but that's mostly what I like about it is the music. Yeah, this I like the whole enchilada.
1: Yeah, on this one, it got spelled in the movies very odd <laughs> it's very odd
0: it is. the music's it's just great. really odd yeah and it just kind of jumps around
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know we have a beatitude over here and then we have a um, a parable over there and then we kind of leap around in funny clothes and sing you know but
1: <laughs> i think a giant robot shows up at some point
0: <laughs> at some point yes you know with <laughs> and, and someone says phasers on stun i don't know but uh but this one, this one just tracks right along with the
1: Bible.
0: Yeah. I mean, you couldn't even ask for anything more.
1: Yeah. So there you go. Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion of it. If we can, I encourage you to go and check it out. Uh, if you have, if you can see it live particularly, that would be wonderful also. But there's a few versions floating around, uh, you know, on streaming services. I recommend anybody can you know check it out. You can get it on iTunes. You can get the, the soundtrack on iTunes. It, it is just you're you're not going to be disappointed. I I love this movie, so or I love this musical. I love everything about it. So,
0: me too. Me too. Yeah.
1: So, anything else you wanted to touch bases on or mention before we let you go?
0: That was about it for me, Joe. Yeah,
1: me too. So. Thank you guys for listening. I really, really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And until next time, uh, we'll see you then. Bye.
0: Thanks for inviting me. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Commentarians Podcast, a Raven Creek Social Club production. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash commentarians. Thank you for listening, and until next time, remember, movies are a reflection of our lives and of other people's lives, and we get to experience them together. Come back to the movies with us. We love sharing them with you.